0: Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This happened close to 20 years ago. I was visiting my parents at their house for a week, sometime in late spring or early summer. One morning, my mom woke me up and asked me to come out to the front yard to look at something. Her tone tipped me off to the fact that she was unnerved by whatever it was she had found. She was standing at the end of our sidewalk when I joined her, where she pointed to something where the sidewalk abutted the driveway. Is that what I think it is? It was a trail of dried or drying blood. I could see a few spatters of blood trailing out into the unpaved driveway, but they were hard to discern against the reddish clay and sand of the drive. I soon lost the trail, although the general trajectory was toward the road in front of the house. The other end of the trail led down where the sidewalk turned to run toward the gate between the house and the garage. Enough blood had been lost for there to be large splotches visible on the leery oak that borders the sidewalk, as well as on the small patch of lawn between the sidewalk and the north side of the house. The trail led to the holly hedge that grows next to the house. Some of the branches on one of the bushes were bent and broken, the leaves smeared with blood, as was the side of the house behind the holly bush and there was a sizable maybe ten, twelve foot across stain on the soil beneath it. The ivy on the fence next to the bush was also spattered, with some leaves entirely coated with blood. For context, my parents' house is in a small town. The house and garage are separate structures, with an ivy-covered chain-link fence running between the house and garage to separate the front yard from the back. The lot faces the main north or south road through the town, while behind the lot is a street that runs north between their lot and a neighbor's house, then makes a sharp turn to the west, away from my parents' yard. Following that street leads you to another neighborhood on the right, while the left side of the street is bordered by a heavily wooded area that eventually connects with a large swath of mostly unpopulated forest and swamp. From the amount of blood by the holly we judged that someone had hidden there for a little while, Some of the ivy was pulled away from the fence between the house and garage, so it was clear this person had climbed over the fence. From there, the trail became much more clear as it went across the concrete patio between the house and garage. There's a window a C-unit sticking out from the window just past the fence, and on the other side of it, there was much more blood drying in a pool on the patio, as well as more smears higher up on the wall of the house. Again, it looked like the person had hidden there behind the AC unit for a while, and by this point we were certain that it was a person and not an animal, partly because of the sheer amount of blood and partly because the smears on the side of the house were up higher, as if a person had leaned against the house with blood on their hands or upper body. The trail then picked up again, but with smaller spatters, as if they had managed to control the bleeding somewhat. The track went across the patio and out into the backyard, where it was difficult to follow through the grass. At the far back fence, some of the honeysuckle vines that grew over the fence had been pulled and the fence was bent, as if someone had climbed over it there, and again there were some smears of blood on the vines. From there the trail ran out into the street behind my parents' house, where it became nearly impossible to follow. It was pretty clear that someone had been injured and was also trying to hide, which implied that someone else had caused the injury and was looking for them. Whatever the injury was, it must have been fairly serious because they lost quite a bit of blood in my parents' yard alone. They had come down the driveway from the main road, and they clearly knew that they could cut through the yard to reach the back street and the neighborhood or the forest beyond. My dad asked the night security guard at the local school if he'd heard anything on the police scanners that night about anything weird going on, but the guard hadn't heard anything. My mom told me a few days later that the neighbor who lives on the street behind them told her that he'd had insomnia that night and had heard someone running down the street around 3am and had also seen a dark colored truck make several slow passes up and down the street. I'd asked my parents if they wanted to call the police to report. Whatever this was... They were both in their late 60s at the time, and I worried about them being alone while there were creepy things, presumably involving violence, that were clearly going on right outside their house. My mom declined, not only because there was nothing the police could do, but also because she worried the police might have been involved somehow with what had happened. The local cops had a reputation for being corrupt, so she didn't want to have any sort of involvement. So, I took the hose and a scrub brush and did my best to wash away all traces of whatever it was that had happened the previous night. Needless to say, I didn't sleep well for the remainder of that trip home, nor on subsequent visits. It was kind of like being in a house in a slasher film, not the house where the actual violence takes place, but the one down the street where the heroine of the movie runs and hides outside while being pursued by the killer, and the neighbor only finds out the next morning off-screen that something bad was happening just outside while they slept. Definitely a creepy feeling, and much closer than I ever want to be to that kind of situation. This guy that I used to live across the hall from. It started out harmless enough like he would bring me food occasionally that I really didn't want to accept but did out of courtesy. Anyways, he catches me in the shared garden one day, and we start chatting. He starts asking, like, really intimate questions that I try and brush off with a smile and a laugh, but I was fairly certain he was basically trying to have sex with me. I'm a 24-year-old straight male, by the way, and this guy must have been like 60-something. It was pretty creepy, but I brushed it off as a misunderstanding or something because his first language was not English. The next time I see him, he asks when I'm free. I tried my best to dodge the question, but being the honest type of guy I am, I tell him. He instantly arranges for us to meet at a fast food place and takes my number. I was like, F. So anyway, I managed to dodge that bullet by running straight towards it. He never turned up to the fast food place, but the next time he sees me and we get chatting, he mentions that he loves me. Again, I was like, ah, okay, definitely a misunderstanding. I'm sure he means he just cares about me as a friend or son or something. But then he mentions how he can see my bedroom light go out when I go to sleep. We didn't talk much after that, and I moved away. I really want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, that was the creepiest neighbor so far. I had a neighbor who was 50 years old who would get locked in his room by his older sister. His window was next to mine, and he would break out almost every week. He also talked to himself all night outside my window. I found out that he's done drugs his whole life, so his brain was fried, and the sister didn't want to deal with him, so she would lock him in every night. It finally ended when the sister's husband decided he had enough of the old man and chased him throughout our apartments with a hammer. Old man was kicked out for four months, then came back for only week because he passed away on their couch. For folks who haven't seen the post, the TLDR version is, We moved to the middle of nowhere, all of our neighbors are related and ultra-churchy or old school, and they referred to my baby as fresh blood. Also, the local cops are mostly relatives or in their pockets security cameras are being worked into our budget for next month. This month was our first set of bills with added connection or new member fees. My dad and his wife brought a ton more Halloween decor. Nothing in bad taste, kid-friendly. Mostly jack-o'-lanterns, which feed in a potted flower, a sheet ghost hanging from the porch fan. No gore or demons, it's my kids' first Halloween, so we're taking it easy on super scary. Well, a few nights ago my dogs went nuts. This doesn't get us out of bed, as the local wildlife like deer, hogs, coons, and bobcats walk directly by the dogs without a care. Hell, I was body checked by a deer yesterday. I listened, the dogs settled down, and I didn't hear anything else. We got up the next morning, and when I opened the blinds, something was off. I flipped on the porch light and walked outside. What's missing? My husband looked around, befuddled. Porch ghost was gone. We looked around, figuring the crazy wind tore the string, but he was gone. D.H. left for work and called my cell when he got down the driveway. Hey, ghost is down here in the ditch. You want to grab him or should I throw him in the car until tonight? I said to put him in the car. Now, the wind was nuts, but not drag a three-long ghost three acres away nuts. Later, I had the boy outside on a blanket beside me because I needed to breed our rabbits. 4H season is approaching and I have orders for meat pens so I have several days of carrying rabbits back and forth ahead of me meaning it can't be crammed into nap time like my other chores. He was chattering, trying to eat handfuls of grass and slobbering on my phone. I also had my hunting rifle because we've been having issues with stray dogs attacking my dogs. I had just put one of my does in her cage when I saw my jack-o'-lantern fly off my porch. I couldn't see who was doing it But my decorations were getting chunked in a pile beside the house. The front door was locked. I picked up DS and eased through the yard and into the back door. I put him in his playpen and walked back outside with my rifle. It was dude from across the street and his brother, nephew, cousin. What the F do you think you're doing? They jumped and turned around. Then neighbor got pissed. Put that down. Women are not to touch guns. I said, what the F are you doing on my porch? These are images of the devil, and we do not allow this. Name, get the gun from her, we'll return it to her husband. Second guy started walking off the steps, so I chambered around and told him that was a bad idea. I told them to put my stuff back on my porch and get the hell off my property. They left without putting it back. The cops basically told me that if nothing was broken, they wouldn't call it vandalism, and that they don't consider it harassment either. They stopped my husband before he could get to the driveway I had already called him to, tell him how to correct a disobedient wife, and that I should never, ever have access to guns or knives, except kitchen knives. He said, Women are like children and can't be expected to keep themselves safe while we provide for the family. You have to make the house completely safe. He said they understood I was strong-willed, but he needed to be a man and put his foot down about the vulgar decorations. He said he laughed and told them, Strong-willed isn't how I de-describe her. You're lucky she didn't shoot you for messing up her pumpkin. You bother my wife or touch my property again, and y'all see exactly what kind of people we are. Stay away from my yard. All's quiet now, but we're putting up the front fence and gate this weekend. I lived across the street from a guy and his wife for four years before he received my mail by accident one day. He brought the mail over to my house, but said nothing to me. I watched him cross the road and go into his house only to emerge with a Confederate flag and a white flag with two SS marks on it. He hung me up outside his front door. I have a recognizably Jewish last name, and for context or further confusion, I live in New York. Someone tried to open my apartment door. To start, I'm 25 female and live with my boyfriend. He goes to work fairly early in the morning, and I'm alone during the day. Walked the dogs this morning. Talked a little bit to a somewhat new neighbor. He's a Hispanic man, probably in his 50s. He doesn't necessarily creep me out, but I feel like something is off with him. I don't know what, but I feel something weird. I trust my gut to a fault. And I'm in school for criminal justice, so I feel like I'm always weary of people and overanalyzing law. The amount of true crime shit that I watch and listen to also probably doesn't help. Fast forward an hour or so, and I'm getting ready to leave for my nail appointment. I'm in the bathroom straightening my hair when I hear someone aggressively try and open my apartment door. My dog lost her shit, so I knew I wasn't imagining it. Thank goodness I'm such a paranoid F because I always lock the door the second I'm inside. I immediately went to the peephole and saw no one, nothing. The reason I bring up the neighbor is because damn near everyone in my building is gone for work during the day. I'm here so I see who's usually around during the work day. I don't know man. Part of me feels like it could have been him. Another part of me wondered if it was someone random that stayed the night after Halloween who was confused. All I know is, I was freaked the F out and left my place with my taser in hand. About three years ago, I was 38 weeks pregnant. My husband and I lived in what we called our village. It was two dead-end streets off a highway with forests beyond the ends of the roads and a small local store at the corner of one street. We called it the village because our trailer park neighbors were my aunt, uncle, and cousin's trailer, and then my husband's brother and nieces. Then my grandma's house was on the next street over. My other aunt, uncle, and cousins lived with her at the time. My husband and I were 21 then. My best friend, Ray, was visiting from college and had spent the night with me. The next day, we decided to walk up my street, down the highway past the store, then down my grandma's street and back through the woods to my house. This was to try to help get labor started as my pregnant belly was huge and my back hurt often. We were talking while I hobbled with her down the highway when a white truck rode by rather slowly. I knew the speed limit was 55, and this dude had to be going like 30 miles per hour. Through the driver window I saw a bald white man, maybe in his 50s, rubbernecking at us. At this time, it looked like there might have been someone else in the passenger seat. The truck was kind of old, but I didn't know the year, make, model, or see the plate. Ray was talking and unbothered until I said, Hey, that guy just went by really slow. I don't think that was anyone I know. She replied with something like, Oh, I didn't even notice that. We were halfway to the store less than two minutes later when we saw him coming back from the other direction. I said, That's him again, get in the grass. Since we were on what would have been his right side, we went down the slope of grass off the road. We are still in front of people's houses because the section of highway is lined with residences between the dead-end streets. He passes us slowly again, and when I turn to look behind us, he is slowing down even more, finds a spot, and starts to turn the truck around. I told Ray to run, so we ran. I was doing the best I could being super-pregnant. We thought about going in the store, but decided to head for my grandma's up the other street instead. Her house was up the hill at the end, but it wasn't a long run. When we got up the hill, I looked back again to see his truck pulling into the store parking lot. We continued to run, got to my grandma's where she and my aunt were sitting at the table, and told them what just happened. My aunt made a police report. I was afraid to at first, thinking maybe I was paranoid, What if it was someone I knew, and they were trying to say hi, and maybe it was a waste of the police's time? Turns out there had been other reports of a man creeping around the neighborhoods. Someone in another trailer park down the highway reported that her kids were outside playing when a man emerged from the woods trying to lure one of them to him. They hollered for their mom, and supposedly she came out and threatened him, so he ran off. It continues, A few more times we think we see his truck but are not sure if it's him, since one of the residents also has a white truck. My family had yet to see the truck, so they couldn't identify it. At some point when I wasn't home, a few of my cousins were playing outside. Their ages ranged from 10 to 15. This time the truck came rolling down our little street past them. He turned around at the end, came back up, and stopped next to them. They said he was trying to lure my 11-year-old cousin to the truck but he said no, and they all ran back to my aunt's house. We had talked with the children about what was going on in the neighborhood lately. One more thing happened before the report stopped. I had my baby at 40 weeks. My husband, his friend, the baby, and I were home. Baby was about a week old. We got a call from my aunt at grandma's house that they had seen the man reel up close and personal. My two female teen cousins were in their room. It was getting dark out. But for some reason my cousin went to open the blinds to the window and there was the man squatting on the AC unit staring at them. They screamed and he jumped off and ran into the woods behind the house. My aunt called the police. My husband and his friend later went out with guns and flashlights to search for him but did not find him. I believe he was parking his truck somewhere and then stalking houses from the forest. My husband and I actually used to walk through those woods, and never had any issues as it was private land that we had permission to walk on. It also seems that this man did not have a preference for age or gender. He was looking for anyone he could get for whatever sick reason. There had been police sent to patrol the highway or sit on the side of the road waiting, keeping an eye out for him throughout those weeks, but they never caught him. I still wonder sometimes if he was someone from out of town and hope maybe somewhere he gets busted before something bad happens. We might never know. Edit to add, I forgot to mention that we contacted the store owner to see if he caught the truck's plates on his security camera, but you couldn't see the plates from the angle the man pulled through. My neighbor's kids were like children of the corn. They were friendly enough and I played with them a bit. Their mom ran a daycare and would kick them out of the house during the day to legally watch more children at a time. They would stand on our doorstep and watch TV through the window. Very blonde, little twin boys just staring into our house. Always creepy. Mom asked if they wanted to come inside and ply or something. But they just said, No, we're just watching TV. that over about 8 years, there were some times when people tried to break into our house. It didn't happen all the time, but it did occur around 5 times. Surprisingly, one of the attempted break-ins was by one of our neighbors. To give you some background, we live in Tucson, Arizona, in an eastern neighborhood close to the Air Force Base. We moved here in 29 when I was finishing 5th grade. Our house wasn't in the best condition, but we had no other choice. My parents had my two younger brothers born in 27 and 2008, and we couldn't fit into a small two-bedroom apartment. Plus, there was also me and my sister, who was three years younger than me. The first time someone tried to break in was in late August 2009. My dad was working the night shift, and my mom was in her room folding laundry while I was doing my homework. This happened when I just started middle school, and I really wanted to stay on top of my schoolwork. At the same time, my little sister, let's call her Jane, was playing with our baby brothers Adge and Louie. It was around 9 p.m. when I heard a noise coming from the fence. It was the sound the fence makes when someone jumps over it. You should know that our fence isn't very high, just about 4 or 5 feet, so even I could easily climb over it. Back then, I thought maybe I was just imagining things, or it could have been one of the stray cats that often roam around our area. Jane quickly went to our shared bedroom. Our bedroom was at the For free shipping and 365-day returns. Back of the house, while my parents' room was at the front, next to my baby brother's room. In less than two minutes, I heard Jane scream really loudly, and the back door's handle was shaking like crazy. It turned out that when Jane entered the room, she heard a tapping on our window. She thought it was our mom outside, needing help with the laundry on the clothesline. When Jane opened the blinds, she saw a white man with striking green eyes looking back at her. She screamed and rushed out of the room to find my mom. That's when I heard the back door shaking vigorously. My mom came to us in the living room and told me to grab my brothers. Then she instructed us to hide in her room with Jane. While I was getting my brothers, my mom was on the phone with the 911 operator. We also heard someone trying to open the screen door near our back door but we knew they probably couldn't open it because we never used it and had a big vanity blocking it. In less than five minutes, the police arrived, but as usual, the person who tried to break in had already left. The next time it happened was in 2013, when Jane and I were getting ready for school around 7 a.m. On that day, our school started a bit later than usual, so we were taking our time to get ready. We were the only ones at home because our parents had to start work at 7 a.m., They had dropped off my brothers at my grandparents'. While we were getting ready to catch the city bus to school, everything seemed okay until we heard the fence making that jumping-over sound again. This time, we had a Belgian Malinois dog named Demon, and he was already on high alert. We heard the back door handle shaking again, and my dog went wild. I hurried to open the door, and then my dog chased after the person. We couldn't see the guy very well, because when I looked out the front door... He was already running down the street. So we called our parents and then we left for school. A little later, in 2014, one of our cars was broken into during the night, but luckily they didn't steal anything. My parents usually don't leave valuable things in their cars, so the person who broke in didn't find anything worth taking. The fourth attempt happened in 2016 when my brothers, who were 9 and 8 at the time, were involved. They were sleeping in their rooms when suddenly they woke up feeling alert. They didn't know why, but they turned to the window and saw a shadowy figure of a man standing outside their window, trying to peek in and saying, ''I can see you.'' My brothers had those curtains that aren't completely dark, but not see-through either. At first, they were really scared and didn't want to shout, but Edge, the older one, was frightened and wanted to scare the man away, so he threw his shoes at the window. That scared the man, and he ran off. It was funny hearing my little brothers tell us this story the next morning, but it was also scary because we didn't know how long that man had been standing there. The most recent incident happened a few nights ago. I've moved out of the house since then. Jane is now 22, I'm 25, and Adge and Louis are 15 and 14. It was around 5 p.m. When I was turning the corner to my parents' house, our neighbors next door had their expensive truck parked in their driveway. Usually, I don't pay much attention to the neighbors, but this time, I noticed two men standing by the truck looking at it. They noticed me when I pulled up to my parents' driveway. As I was getting out of the car, the two men left the truck and started walking toward me. At first, I thought they might be friends of our neighbors checking out the truck, but I didn't see my neighbors outside anywhere. I felt something was really suspicious because these two men were white and our neighbors are Latino. I had never seen these men before and also I had never seen our neighbors with white friends as they often have parties. I just had a feeling these men were up to no good. They were walking so close to my car that they could almost touch me if they stretched out their hand. We made eye contact and as I walked away I asked them, What's the matter with you guys? They didn't say anything and just continued to walk slowly. When I reached the front door, my parents were there, but I asked them if our neighbors, Andre and Anna, knew that two men were looking at their truck. While my family was setting up dinner, my mom and I went next door to talk to our neighbors. Anna was at home with her two little girls and didn't notice the men near her car. She didn't hear her phone's notification from the ring cam camera that detected the men. Anna told us that this was the third time she had seen these men in the last two days. Her husband, Andre, works in construction and sometimes has to leave for the night shift or very early in the morning for work, so it means Anna is alone with her girls during those times. We advised Anna to be very careful and we let her know that if anything happened, on the same night when the encounter happened with me, my siblings told me that the men came back to try to break into Anna's house she called my parents for help fortunately our neighbors from across the street were in their garage working on something and they heard the noise they rushed to help anna one of the men ran away and the other was caught by the neighbors they held him down until the police arrived these men originally wanted to break into the house in the middle of the night and steal things to sell for money to support their drug habit they had noticed anna's truck earlier in the afternoon so they approached the truck thinking they could break into it instead of the house. But when I showed up and saw them, their plans didn't work out. They decided to go with their original idea and tried to break into Anna's home instead. Thankfully, Anna and her little girls weren't harmed. The neighborhood has been getting worse over time, with more homes being targeted or burglarized. Even though our house was frequently a target for break-ins, we don't think it's the same people who tried to rob us several years ago. Many people in the area are getting worried about what's happening. Fortunately, in recent years, despite all these incidents at people's homes, no one has been physically hurt. My parents are moving to a smaller house after living there for 13 years. They made this choice because the new landlord said he'd increase the rent by 30%. Believe me, the house isn't worth that much, especially in this neighborhood. true story. I was waiting outside my apartment building for a friend. I had just moved in. A neighbor, a withered, tiny old man, came out of the building wearing hospital scrubs. A hospital was two blocks away. He says hello, then points to the hospital and says, Last night, I was at work and they brought a dead body in. It was a lady. She died in a car wreck. She was naked. He seemed to have a mini-orgasm in his head. Telling me that morbid info. I looked at him, I was stoned, and replied, Oh, really? Then he points to the health food store next to my building and says, Do you ever shop there? I do. I ordered a case of patchouli oil from there and just picked it up. I said, Oh, yeah. He continued, Yeah, when the long haired boys come up to my apartment, they love patchouli. He pointed to the sky. I reckon to indicate the long-haired boys came from the clouds. I had very long hair at the time and was a 20-plus male. He stared at me when he said that. Thankfully, my friend pulled up at the right time, so I had an excuse to leave immediately. It was truly bizarre and serial creepy indeed. We have a couple living next to us. There are a ton of reasons why we dislike them and we have legitimate reasons to do so. The woman is unstable. They have a son who is two years older than me. When my 10th grade results were out, he received his 12th grade results. I had gotten a better score than him. This caused the woman to flip out. She screamed her head off about how I had cheated my way to glory just to undermine her son's academic credentials. For the record, we are in different schools. She pretends to talk to people who are obviously not there. One time, she saw my grandmother nearby. She said to her imaginary housekeeper, come back tomorrow to collect the money. You did such a good job, and walked away. It was her husband who did all the cleaning. She is terribly angry that we have a better car. My dad is a bike aficionado and bought his dream bike a few years ago. That same year, we painted our house. This made her scream for the entire day about how we bribe everyone we work with and hence afford all that we have. She plays loud music for over 12 hours a day, right beside my window, just so I get distracted and annoyed and can't study. For the record, it's really loud and it doesn't bother her one bit. She plays it every day starting at 7 in the morning and stopping at 11 at night. We have caught her spying on us numerous times. She makes it a point to play music whenever I am home, or if I come back from somewhere, I'm greeted with loud, trashy music. She religiously monitors our movements. She regularly screams and hurls abuses at my grandmother and our housekeeper, claiming that they break their flower pots, trash their place with garbage, and spy on them using a ladder. My grandmother is nearing 80 and has arthritis, and we don't own a ladder. I had an alcoholic next door neighbor in an apartment named Lou who was on disability from a construction accident, and who was kind of mentally slow or something on top of the injury to his leg. He was a nice guy though, and liked playing the guitar, and we'd sometimes hang out on our respective patios and shoot the shit while having a beer or whatever. Lou had boundary issues, and one time he came into my apartment when I wasn't there, borrowed my guitar played it so hard that his fingers started to bleed and sprayed blood all over it, then put it back. He was wasted at the time, and I got the distinct impression he expected me to be impressed by his level of shredding, rather than disgusted. The last straw was when I went out to grab some stuff and left the girl I was seeing at my apartment and came back to the security chain on the door and hearing muffled shouts of a male voice inside. I shouldered through the security chain and found Lou inside, clutching my other guitar that he hadn't yet defiled. He told her that he was locked out of his place, got her to let him in, then he locked the door and was seriously creeping her out. When my family moved into this apartment when I was five, our next-door neighbor was a schizophrenic heroin meth addict. He believed the devil was in his living room wall, which happened to be my bedroom wall. I didn't know he was messed up so when he knocked on the walls and talked, I talked and knocked back. I learned a disturbing amount of things from this 50 year old man's life. This continued until he drilled a hole in the wall to see his good buddy Satan. We moved after that. Also across the apartment was a girl 10 years older than me who would come to play with my dolls. She had a game where I would play the kid and she'd be the babysitter who killed the mom and took the kid for herself. When she asked if she could babysit me, my mom said no. I've had a few bad neighbors. One family lived next door, a husband, wife, and daughter about my age. Not a lot of space between our houses, and the windows of my bedroom lined up with one of the windows to the neighbor's house. I was pretty young at the time, and when I'd get home from school, I'd change into outdoor wear and play outside. One time I looked out my window, not thinking twice about the blinds or curtains or anything, and saw the husband watching me change. Told my mom, and the same time the next day, she went into the room and waited to see if he would be looking in again. He was. For context, my mom is the kind of woman who would clean her shotgun with the windows wide open, and on more than one occasion would answer the door with it nearby. We lived in a shitty neighborhood full of addicts and gang members, And she basically fed and kept an eye on all of the kids in the neighborhood. She was also a single mom raising two kids. She raised holy hell and made sure the entire area knew to keep their kids away from their house. It sucked because that meant I couldn't spend time with his daughter anymore since we were friends. He and his wife eventually went through a messy divorce with him being investigated about sexually abusing his daughter and stuff on top of it. Some of which the girl had alluded to before my incident with him unrelated to my mom's uproar he ended up dying in a car crash and the family moved away then there was this old guy who moved in across the street a few years later he looked like santa and would sit out on his porch to smoke however i quickly noticed that the only times he ever came outside were when my brother my mom or myself were outside and he'd sit there and stare at us the whole time sometimes he would wave even if we were just looking out our front window I mentioned this to my mom, and she thought I was being paranoid. Not days later he comes over and basically asks her out to go dancing. Even after we told her he was a weirdo, she still agreed saying he was lonely because he said his wife had passed away, but they end up rescheduling the date a few times. One day, middle of summer, we're planning to go to the park to swim at the pool. He ends up going with us, I honestly can't remember why and he literally just stares at the kids and tries to follow me around the damn pool. I liked swimming in the deep end, but my brother was too young and had to stay in the shallower section he was touching me and stuff. Nothing sexual but very grabby and weird. My mom finally catches on, we leave the pool without him I think, and she tells him to never come around her kids again, as well as the neighborhood of course. She was like a one-woman block watch. Then every time she'd see him outside, she'd clean her gun, or stand on the porch while us kids were outside and glare at him until he went back in or what have you. We moved not long after that. All the other issue we had were with addicts and thieves and stuff. When the cops or emergency vehicles came by, we'd turn off all the lights and pretend it was fireworks because it happened weekly, if not daily sometimes. Oh, and this lady kept electrocuting herself by sticking her hand in a toaster or something. She was the real mystery. Well, Steve, the nudist, creeped out a lot of people. He was next door only a year, bought the house with the intent to renovate and flip it. He wore a pair of loose green short shorts around the house, but didn't bother with underwear, so his junk was in clear view half the time. He did a bad job of the Reno as it turned out the new neighbors are having to redo half the shit he did. But he was fun. He can be credited with getting the neighborhood talking to each other again. The previous owner had alienated everyone he had cancer brain and turned against the world and people had stopped being neighborly to avoid him. He spent a great deal of time, pretty much every conversation, trying to convince me to come out to their nudist trailer park with them. I'm quite confident he didn't actually have designs on me, he just really didn't like to wear clothes and wanted to share the freedom he'd come to know. That just isn't who I happen to be at all. I'm female and was 27 when I lived in a top floor flat. For some reason my front door had a small square window in it. One day I was walking through to the kitchen when the neighbor directly opposite me. A large 30-plus-year-old man peered in and waved at me. It happened a couple of times, then I put a curtain up. After that, every time he was letting himself into the main building, he would press my buzzer on purpose. He had the laugh of an evil maniac and would watch porn very loudly at all times of day and night. Eventually, he was evicted because he forgot his key one day and tried to kick in the door to the building, which caused the lock to jam, locking everybody out on a cold, rainy evening he crept me out. I don't know if she's creepy per se, but a lady who lives across the street from me is a nice lady, older 60s I'd guess. Always tries to come outside just when I'm outside so we'll bump into each other or something weird like that. She would do stuff like take a walk in the direction I'm driving to work in the morning so I'd have to see her and wave. Or she'd keep getting new dogs she'd foster and walk them the exact time I'm walking my dogs even though I keep telling her my dogs don't get along with other dogs. She keeps doing it despite the fact she's home all day and can walk her dog anytime. She'll go through these periods when I'm coming home and she'll be right there on the street as I drive by or just coming out of her house as I come home so I'll see her. This is just the tip of the iceberg. I've barely covered all these things she does. I feel bad for her but she does make me really uncomfortable. She sees my girlfriend there too all the time, but doesn't seem to care. Half the time I peek out my window to see if she's come out if I'm going to walk the dogs or do something in my yard because I don't want to talk to her. It's like, despite the fact I'm way too young for her, she thinks she has a shot at me and somehow one of these times we will bump into each other and sparks will fly or sometime. It's odd and I really hate it, and I get out some women have this with guys, and it does suck. Less creepy, more sad and weird. I moved into an apartment back in 2004. It was a long and horrible move between two cities about ten hours apart. We had to make two trips over the course of a weekend thanks to U-Haul losing my reservation. So I was tired, sore, and cranky cue my upstairs neighbor, a woman with clear mental deficiencies. She was attracted by the commotion of me hauling my stuff inside and came to say, hi, fine, whatever. But then she stands in my doorway and just watches, not like out of the way blocking half of the entry. She heard my mother talking about my cat and was helping on seeing the thing it was still in the other city, and telling me her heartbreaking story about the hamster the landlord wouldn't let her keep I had permission for the cat, by the way. So I'm cranky as F, and trying to unload my stuff into the new place around this woman who just won't take a hint to move or go away. My poor mother is inside the apartment and trapped by her while I just keep moving. Somehow or another, we get the first load into the place and shut the door for the night. We make our second trip the next day and bring home the cat. This woman is waiting at my door when we come into the building and demanding to see my kitty. I tell her that the cat isn't coming into the place until all of my things are moved in. She bursts into tears and has a full-blown tantrum over not immediately seeing the cat. I don't remember how we talked her down, but somehow we did and she left us alone for the most part. Of course, she checked in every other half hour to see if the cat was there. When the cat was brought in, it was so terrified it didn't want to come out of its cage. She stuck her hand in there and got clawed for the effort. After this, the woman was obsessed with my apartment and the cat. I would hear noises in the hallway and then a knock. She'd dropped her change and wondered if any came under the doorway. And did the cat want to play? She would wait in the stairwell for me to leave and start talking. And if i let her she'd keep me there for hours i learned very quickly to wear headphones and keep walking in the end i know she was just lonely but when i couldn't leave my place without her being there day or night i had to complain to the landlord i'm not sure where she wound up but i hope that she found a place more suited to her needs bonus in the same building my downstairs neighbor hated me i worked on the road the majority of the time but when I was home, I couldn't make a peep without her screaming and pounding on her ceiling. When she was in any common area, she wore a gas mask that didn't fit she had to push it to her face otherwise it hung loose and spent most of the time muttering and cursing anyone with an earshot. She also was evicted when she gave everyone in the building a profanity-laced letter for daring to exist near to her. It was an interesting building, but I sure don't miss living there,